Hey, everybody. We had a couple of really tough hands-on Macs over the last few weeks. We're going to get a little easier this time, a little smoother. I'm going to show you some cool finder tricks. I'm sure at least a few of them will be new to you, as they were to me, next on Hands-On Mac. Hands-On Mac comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. You're focused on security, but are your employees? LastPass can ensure they are by making access and authentication seamless, whether employees are working in the office or remotely. Visit LastPass.com Twit to learn more. This is Twit. This episode of Hands-On Mac is brought to you by LastPass. Allow your remote workforce the ability to do their best work securely without jumping through hoops. Visit lastpass.com slash twit. Hey, everybody. We have a very easy going hands on Mac today. We're going to take it kind of easy. I realized that, uh, in fact, this comes from my wife, Lisa, who said, you know, just show me some basic stuff. There's a lot I need to learn about using the Mac. I was the one who convert, converted her from a Windows some years ago when we first met uh, over to Macintosh. I'm a big Mac fanatic, and one of the reasons I like the Mac so much is the Finder. That's the, the front-facing part of the Macintosh computer, of Mac OS, the thing you use every day to launch applications, to find files, hence the name, to open files, to organize your Macintosh. It's a view into the hard drive. And the Finder is pretty cool. There's a lot of features that you just may not be aware of in it. So I'm going to open a Finder window, and we're going to start playing right now. You ready? All right. Here it is on my Macintosh. The first thing I want to talk about with Finder Windows is resizing Finder Windows. Of course, as with all windows in the Macintosh, you've got your red, green, and yellow stoplights. The green one will expand it. Nowadays, this is Catalina. When you hover over the green one, you can enter full screen, tile to the left, tile to the right. You can double-click the title bar to to change the size. But did you know that holding down modifier keys will also change things? For instance, if I hold down, now let me just show you when I resize it without holding down any keys, it's kind of that arbitrary resize. You can, you know, drag a corner anywhere. If I hold down the shift key when I drag, notice it's, it's kind of a subtle change, but it locks it into a certain kind of width and aspect ratio. I guess that's really the best way to describe it. The aspect ratio becomes fixed. That's that's true in a lot of things, uh, photo editors and so forth, uh, when you're cropping and so forth. Holding down the shift key locks in the aspect ratio, that is height by width. Holding down the option key is a very weird effect, which you may not initially understand, but there are times when you'll want to center, center it. And so holding down the option key gives you a different result, too. I, all I can say is you probably want to play with these um, to get a sense of what they can do. I didn't even know these existed. And you can, by the way, use the mouse or use the arrows if you hold down the shift key. And you can also uh, use the resizing arrows to change things. That's, that's these. So holding down the shift key, holding on the option key. And there's one more if you want the window to scale as you resize it, and that's option plus shift. This one is 
is even weirder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite how to describe it, but it does. It's giving us. It's what it's in theory. It's it's scaling the window as you resize it. Okay. So there's some really fun ones. Here's another one I think is not well known. If you've got a bunch of files, let's say uh, I here have a have a bunch of different files that I want to rename. You can select those files and then right click and you're going to be able to rename them on mass. If you right click or command clip while you're renaming them and select the item on the menu that says rename five items or however many, you'll get a different kind of renaming dialog box. We can replace the text, we can add text, we can change the format of text, which is even more sophisticated. We can replace text finding, for instance, uh, a word that is in all of these and replace them with another word. We can also add text either before or after the name. So this is really handy, hand, handy for mass file name changes. And that's built right into Finder. There are third-party programs that will help you with this. But frankly, um, you've already got some really handy commands. There's one other uh, command that I use a lot that you, you Linux users are going to recognize. When you're using, uh, or, or maybe command line users, when you're using uh, a command line operating system, a Unix-based operating system, it's possible to hide a file by putting a dot in front of the name. For instance, in my home folder, I have a number of hidden files. But I don't see them right now. I can change the settings. I'll show you how to do that. But if you want to just do it temporarily, hold down Shift, Command, and Period. And all of the, did you see that? Those are all the hidden files. They appear. Shift, Command, Period. And they appear, and then you can enter them. A lot of, in this case, a lot of them are configuration files you might want to not want to mess with. But if you know what you're doing, if you're a terminal user, and you know, oh, I got those dot files, and I, I can't see them now, temporarily turn them on and off with Shift, Command, period. That's easy to remember because the reason they're hidden is they the file names begin with a period. So we're making the file. There's another kind of hidden file on the Macintosh, but this is the kind of the Unix hidden files. So that's kind of a, a fun tip to know. Want to know more? All right, let's do some other tips here. Uh, column widths are a big issue uh, as you work with it. This is my favorite. I, I should actually, before we even go deep into this, you already know probably that there are a variety of ways to view files in your finder. There's the icon, there's the info, and then with info, you have expandable folders when you click the triangle. My favorite, though, is this. This was the original, I think, innovation of the Finder. This is the column-based view, where when you click a folder, a column is filled with the contents of that folder. And within that folder, click another folder, and then you can see the contents there and all the way down. This column view is great. The only problem with it, and it becomes apparent right here, on this column is some stuff is obscured. There's a little handle. The file names that are longer just get cut off. There's a little handle. You can drag it to open it up. Now I can see all the longer file names. And you see it's the ellipsis. The dot, dot, dot demonstrates that that file name is truncated. You can also, though, this is kind of cool, double-click on that little handle 
and it will automatically open wide enough to accommodate every file. Look how wide it got. It's because of this using Perl 6 book. That has a really long name. So the normal way to see the columns is compressed like this, compacted like that, so that we can see more columns. But if you want to see every long file name in there, including this very long, see it's even truncated in this view, you can double-click and it will open up to accommodate the longest of the names. There's even more you can do if you command-click or right-click on that handle. You can then choose from right-size this column, which means this column, that's effectively the double-click, will be wide enough to accommodate even the longest file names in that column. You can right-size all columns individually. So if I do that, that's actually kind of cool. That may be the one we want to use most often. Every column is adjusted to a width to accommodate the longest file name in that folder. You can even say all the columns are equal, <laughs> and in this case, equally wide, which is probably not what we want. So I'm going to right-click this, and I'm going to say uh, right-size all columns individually. That's a little bit better. Now all the columns are visible. So that's in the column view. There's one more view I didn't mention, which is kind of the preview mode. Uh, and that's really not much use in something like this. I guess maybe it is because... These are PDFs, so I can kind of see what's in it. This is the Quick View. Quick View is one of the best features of the Macintosh Finder, and it gets better and better and better. Um, I'm going to show you uh, some little Quick View tools that are very, very handy. If you've used something that occupies the Option Space key, uh, then you probably want to turn that off. I use Alfred which is, you know, a third-party tool I should probably talk about in a future hands-on Mac. I really like it. That is, does Spotlight one better. But if you're, uh, unfortunately, it uses option space. You want to keep option space available for this next one. Let's go to a picture folder with some images in it. Let's see. I know where there's some images. Here's a, a bunch of uh, pictures from our slideshow that John puts together. You see it's a lot of JPEGs. So quick look. You just, you know, we get a little thumbnail here, but if I press the space bar, I'll get, I'm going to zoom out a little bit here. I'll get a full-sized preview of that. That's kind of handy. The space bar does a quick a preview of a lot of different kinds of files. Uh, you can play back audio files that way. For instance, I have a, uh, an audio uh, folder. Uh, here's, a, here's a song. By clicking on it and just pressing the space bar, it'll start to play. And that's a nice little player there, which I can control. So Spacebar works with a lot of different kinds of files. Movies will play, pictures will demonstrate. But here's the one I wanted to show you that I, that I really think is handy. You, there's Frequently, we are in a situation where we're looking at images, as we were with this Twit slideshow, where there are a lot of images in, uh, in one folder. This is the slideshow that John puts together every year for our uh, Christmas party. And you can see there's quite a few images. I can go one by one, clicking on them. But if I... Select them all, press the option key and the space bar. It starts a slideshow, which is really handy. So if you've got a and look, it take over, took over the whole screen. It's in a light box view, so we don't see any additional menu bars or controls. We're just getting a nice slideshow. When you move the mouse, you'll see you get a controller right here that you can change uh, pictures. You can use arrow key to go to the next picture and so forth. If you hit this, you can see an index of all of the files. You can share directly from one file. But I just think that slideshow mode is a, mode is a very handy mode. Again, that's select all the files 
that you want to preview. This really makes sense in an image preview. Uh, and then press Option Spacebar. And if you don't have something else occupying Option Spacebar, uh, you'll get a slideshow of all the images in there. That's really a handy tool. That's another kind of uh, feature of the Quick Look uh, feature that's really great. Uh, some other things. Uh, you notice when I open a window, and I'll open a new window here, for me, it defaults to Leo, my home folder. That, because I work in uh, in the command line a lot, that's something I'm kind of used to. It's not the default. In fact, you probably remember that the default is the recents folder. I don't like the recent files folder, and I take that off right away. But there's, there is a way to uh, to make any folder uh, be uh, the new uh, default home folder in the Finder. And that's we go to Finder and we go to Preferences. And you'll see here, we can say what a new folder window will show. You can see I have it set to my home, but it can be, and this is the other very useful one, if you have a lot of uh, volumes, maybe mounted volumes, USB drives and so forth, maybe make it your Mac. You can also make it your local internal hard drive, your home folder, your desktop folder, or the default, the recents folder, which, frankly, I don't like very much. Um, so I always keep it at Leo, but maybe the next most useful one is uh, iMac. Let's, let's go here and show you that. So if I open a new Finder window with Command New, you'll see now it's rooted the, in, the, in the Macintosh, so it's going to show me this is the internal drive, this is the network. If I had other drives mounted, they would show up there. That's, for somebody that works with external drives, probably the best way to do it. This toolbar we're looking at is really interesting, too. It's very customizable. Um, this is the default customization. But if you right-click on it, you can choose... Well, before we do that, let's show that you can change it to icons plus text. You can change it to icon only. I do that to save space. You want to save even more space, you can say text only. I think that's kind of ugly, so I don't do that. But at least those options are available to you. You can also customize the toolbar. There are a lot of functions available in the Finder toolbar, more than you have visible. So there's the default toolbar right here, but you'll see some other ones that you can just drag up. For instance, if you, if you like Quick Look, you don't want to have to press spacebar to do that. You can drag that right up into your toolbar. Get to know these customization features because a lot of apps on the Macintosh support this. Notice we have dividers we can move around. There's blank space we can put in there. There's finder like backward and forward. Here's the backspace or the blank space, I should say. Um, all of that to make it a little bit easier. There's lots of ways to group. Um, you can put a flexible space in here depending on how much how much uh, space you know you've got available you can put a expandable space so play with these there are things that you might use a lot if you connect to network drives there's a connect button there are lots more actions but guess what there's something that's not here that's pretty cool this was one i i only re recently learned if you hold down the command key you can drag <coughs> any folder into the toolbar do you often go to the documents folder well, drag it up to your toolbar, and there it is. That is now a button that will be on all your Finder windows from now on, so you can quickly go to that folder. That's kind of a handy feature, isn't it? Um, see, there it is, the documents. You can even do that, and this is probably the most useful, 
with applications. So if there's an application you use a lot, so much so that the dock isn't even uh, enough to keep it available, keep it available in every Finder window, command dragging it over, and now the App Store is always available as a single click right from the Finder window. So that's something I think a lot of Mac users don't even know that exists. You can drag them out with command as well. That is a very handy quick click. It You know, you have lots of ways you can quick open uh, documents or uh, folders or applications uh, on the Macintosh, but here's one more. There's another thing uh, I think is a good thing to know about. If you've got a lot of windows open, let's open some windows here. Um, the Finder doesn't have to uh, make every window a separate window. That That's how I've set it up by default, but sometimes you want to get a little bit more organized. You know, here's three windows. I might have 20 or 30 windows. If you go to the Finder's uh, menu over here and go to the Window menu, you'll see Merge All Windows. Now watch what happens to those windows when I select this. It becomes merged into a single window with tabs. If you decide you like this tab view, you don't like a bunch of windows cluttering up your system, you can actually make that the default. That's also in Preferences. If you go over here, you can say Open Folders in Tabs instead of New Windows. If you like that, that's very, very handy. It's probably worth exploring preferences in every application. Certainly in the Finder, you see I have a variety of colored tags I can use. I can change what shows up in the sidebar. I mentioned I don't like Recents, so I actually turned that off. But if you use it, you can turn it on. It, the default uh, Mac setup doesn't have all of these turned on. I really like having those over here in my, uh, in my uh, favorites sidebar. I really like having all of those. So use these checkboxes to turn on any folders you want. And incidentally, you can add folders just by dragging folders into this favorite sidebar. When I do a lot of programming, uh, I keep my, uh, my source code in a source code folder. I can keep that folder, here's my git folder, readily available by just dragging it over to favorites. And notice I can put it anywhere I want, even within a folder, but let's just put it right under Leo. So now I can get right to my Git folder very quickly by just dragging the icon over there. That's that's this favorites is very useful. Spend a little time and and you'll find lots more uses for this uh, favorites window and this toolbar up here. How do you know where a file is? By the time you drill down, uh, sometimes it's hard to figure out, you know, uh, where something uh, lives in the real world. I've drilled way, way down in here. Um, one way to do that is to command click or right click on the title bar up here and you'll see the path that you use to get that. So this is a folder called Fine Art Images. It's inside Documents, which is a local version of my Documents folder. Notice the distinction between local and non-local. That's because Documents can both live in iCloud and on your local hard drive. This lives in both. Uh, Leo inside users which is inside leoville which is inside leo's mac that's the the root so control or command clicking or right clicking on that will give you the full path if you like to know full paths all the time and again this is probably more useful for people who spend a lot of time in the command line you can actually make that visible all the time we're going to look at another set of preferences that are unaccountably hidden <laughs> 
hidden away in a different menu. Under the View menu, there's View Options. It's worth spending some time here, too. This is another way you can customize your Finder. This, for instance, I have it turned on to always open in column view. Remember, I told you I like column view and to browse in column view. Here's another one. This is kind of wild. You can group within a column. Normally, you just group it, you know, alphabetically. Uh, but you can say, I want to see uh, grouping by kind. So let's go to a folder where that's going to actually uh, make a difference here. Um, it's, a, it's a different way of grouping. Let's see, what would what would be Oh, I know the books one probably has. Yeah, I see that. So the folders are on top, documents are below, and then it uses a category called developer for the HTML files, which is pretty wild. I don't know why CSS is different than HTML, but that's grouping by kind. You can turn that off and on in this view preferences or view options. Um, dialogue. Uh, you can also have it sort by other than name alphabetically. In fact, one thing that's kind of handy, maybe for once in a while, is to sort by size. That'll help you find extremely large files in uh, in your folders. So if you've if you've got a folder that's just got a lot of stuff in it, and it's really uh, it's really big, you can actually sort by size so that you know that this, for instance, is the largest 270 megabyte file in this folder. This is the second largest. This is the third largest. You probably don't want that all the time. It's not an easy way to find things, but it's nice to know that you can sort by size. Just remember to turn that back to sort by name, which is usually the default. One way to see the path, as I mentioned, is to right-click or command-click, but you can also change this permanently in the view menu if you say show path bar there are a number of bars at the bottom and this one you can see will show the full path of any folder that you go into so if it's something you do a lot like I want to know where that where that lives that's the full path and that will always be visible if, again if you turn that on in the view menu I also like to show the status bar the status bar is what shows you how many files are in a given folder and how much is free space is left on the drive that you're in. So I always keep the status bar turned on. Those bars, among others, are available here in the view menu. And you'll see there's other things you can do. You can turn on groupings, as we talked about before, in the view menu. You can say how the groupings are made. So if we do it in the, uh, in the view options, that's folder by folder. If we do it in the view menu, it's globally. Um, we're now on the desktop, so we're going to see a different set of options. Show tabs, hide path bar, hide status bar, show view options. All of those worth playing with a little bit in the view menu to control that view and get it just the way you want. I usually leave the path bar off because it takes up a little bit of space. It's one line, and I usually leave the status bar on. But that's something you might, you might always want to do or you might not. I showed this tip a while ago, but I'll show it again. The Go menu is useful because it lets you jump to various folders. But one folder that you might want to go to that it doesn't show is your library folder. Holding on the Option key will make it visible.
and then you can go to it. This is not the system library folder. This is the library folder inside your home folder, a hidden folder. Apple doesn't want you messing with that, but there are times it's useful to go into the library folder. And in fact, you can make that permanent in the view options. View, view options. There it is. So you have to be in your home folder. See, I'm in Leo, and then I will get a checkbox so I can always have that library folder visible. Apple's decided, this is actually a change Apple made a few generations ago, that it's probably better not to have that folder just sitting there because people might go, oh, I wonder what's in here, and start messing with it. And you can mess up your Mac pretty good. So it's sufficient to know the option uh, button, but it, but if you if you say, oh, no, I spent a lot of time in there, click your home folder, go to view options, and check that box, show library to folder. I, by default, it's off, and I like to leave it off. Let's talk a little bit about uh, searching. Searching normally searches your entire Mac, but you may not want that. You can actually say, only search the folder that I'm in. Uh, I generally don't want that on, but you go to Finder Preferences. This is one of the advanced preferences. You can say, when performing a search, search this Mac, search the current folder, or use the previous search scope. I leave it on search this Mac. And let's, do a, let's do a spotlight search here real quickly, and I'll show you uh, why I leave it in there. So command space begins the search. Uh, let's search for files with my name in it. That's a good one. There we go. Now we're finding a bunch of files with my name in it. And it's uh, searching the entire Macintosh. If you only want to search... <laughs> if you only want to search within an individual folder, you can do that as well. But uh, that's also a finder preference you can change. Uh, I think that's probably more than enough. I don't want to overwhelm you. It's worth playing around with this. It's uh, probably something we don't spend a lot of time messing with. Most of us, it's we call it the tyranny of the default. Just use the default settings. But you're going to spend a lot of time in the Finder looking for files, browsing around for stuff. So it's really good to know all the different settings that will make your Mac a little bit more usable. And don't forget, perhaps the most important uh, tool the one I use probably all the time on my Macintosh, it's one I just use, which is Control or sorry, Command Space, which opens up the Spotlight window. That shows the last search I did in there. But the Spotlight search is your friend because not only can it find files, but you can use it to launch applications. So I often launch the Resource Monitor by just starting to type Monitor, the Activity Monitor. You're going to see it immediately finds everything with the word monitor in it and on the top the top hit is the activity monitor that's the fastest way to launch an application is command space type of first few letters it doesn't even have to be the beginning letters you see it found activity monitor by just typing m-o-n-i in fact it's smart enough if i type m-o-n-i-i it still finds it i'm not sure i'm not sure why i guess it just kind of knows and usually the top hit is the one you want which means you could just hit return and it'll launch. That's a very handy uh, tool to know. Um, there's the activity monitor. So command space, the spotlight search, you can use it to launch 
Um, we actually we went through that, didn't we? There's a lot of things you can do with it. I can do a calculator. You can use it to launch files. You can use it to find files. You can even use it to look up words. We did a whole segment on that, didn't we? So that's another very useful tip. Start using command space the spotlight because then it, your whole drive is uh, is available to you. I hope you enjoyed this. Very simple. I, I knew we were mind-numbing for the last three episodes. Next week, I'm going to show you a tool I found that can replace your cloud storage if you have multiple Macs. It's a really great tool. Next week on Hands-On Mac. Hands-On Mac brought to you by our great friends at LastPass. LastPass surveyed 700 IT and security professionals across a range of industries 82% of them say their business has been exposed to risk due to poor identity and access management. Thankfully, LastPass can help you manage identities and promote good security behaviors while your employees are remote. LastPass gives employees their own vault for storing every app and web login they use. All you have to do is visit lastpass.com twit to find out how they can help you. lastpass.com twit. Thank you, LastPass, for supporting Hands-On Mac. I'm Leo Laporte. I hope you enjoy the Macintosh. I sure do. And we've got lots more tips for you. I'll see you next Friday on Hands-On Mac. Bye-bye. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am Ant Pruitt, host at Twit TV. Got a question for you. Have you gotten tired of how bad your photos are looking every time you post them to Instagram? Better yet, have you gotten yourself a new camera and you can't quite figure out why the images just don't look that good? Well, I have a solution for you. This is my show, Hands-On Photography. Each and every Thursday, I sit down and share different tips and tricks that are going to help make you a better photographer and a better post processor. So subscribe today at twit.tv hop to learn more.